Matthew 13, verse 44. We've been spending most of our time for our guests and for those that don't recall because it's been a while since we've been together, but we've been spending our time talking about the kingdom of heaven is like. And this is a great comparison. And the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Wow, just wow. I have read this verse, I don't know how many times in my life, but it wasn't until this time that I really felt that I started to touch on the deeper, 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 deeper meaning of what this actually implicates for you and for I. There is so much in this, the wording, the language, it's all really, really good. The comparison and the little scriptural shout outs that are hidden beneath here, we will discover a few. But there are some obvious things that we have to say about this verse. There's some obvious things that we have to cover. And number one is that we notice that the kingdom of heaven is valuable. And that is an understatement. Treasure is valuable, but this treasure is better than anything that you can grasp here on earth. And I heard it before, but tonight we're going to feel it. We're going to feel how valuable the treasure that the kingdom of heaven is. It is so valuable. Nothing that you have on you, in you, with you is more valuable than the kingdom of heaven. And this is saying the kingdom of heaven, that's the first thing, the kingdom of heaven is a treasure. And leads me to number two, valuable things are often hidden. Yes, this was hidden. And then somebody came and found it, perhaps purposefully, perhaps they stumbled upon it, but probably someone hid it first. Then a man finds it. He recognizes its value, he hides it again, maybe to protect it, and then he goes, sells all that he has. By the way, he goes in joy and sells all that he has. And then he buys that field so he can get the treasure and he can capitalize on it, which brings me to number three. Treasure is beneficial the most when it's found and capitalized on and it brings joy. And this treasure, this treasure, you have to understand something. Let me just, let me just share with you something. This man had to sell all he had to buy the field that he hid the treasure in. Do you understand that he's all of the things that made him himself? He couldn't afford the treasure. He could not afford it. He saw the treasure and he realized, I cannot afford this. Even all that I have cannot even sum up to afford this treasure. But he could buy the field if he sold everything he had. He could buy the field, that's why he hid it. He hid it in the field because if he sold everything he had, he could buy the field so that he could have the treasure. That's crazy. He couldn't even, and he went in joy because he realized that everything I already own doesn't even measure up to this treasure. And that brings me to point four, is that it requires a sacrifice. 
and the sacrifice is all that you have. Now, all that you have, what does that mean, all that you have? Is it your stuff? Is it the things that you accumulate? I beg to tell you tonight that it is who you are. It is your identity. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Like I said, purposeful or not, this man, maybe he was searching for it, maybe he wasn't, but he stumbled upon it. He recognized that, and he found that he found the greatest treasure of all times and that he had to have it. This represents you and I, and yes, you're like, April, doesn't this represent Jesus? Yes, it does represent Jesus first. You have heard it said in Hebrews 12, verse 2, Hebrews 12, verse 2, if you remember, looking unto Jesus, the author and fin finisher of our faith, who for the what? Wow. Who for the joy? Interesting word. This is one of those hidden nuggets in Matthew 13, 44. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross? Just like the man who stumbles upon this hidden treasure in the field, for the joy set before him, Jesus sold all that he had so he could obtain the greatest treasure, you and I. But notice the first portion of Hebrews 12 too. It says, looking unto Jesus, which means following in Jesus's example, we do the same thing. Following in Jesus's example, who writes our story. It was first Jesus, but now it's us. And what did Jesus give up so that he could obtain you and I? He gave up his identity who he was. Do you realize that when we say, Jaira, you are enough? What does that mean? That means that who I am, what I claim to be, I'm willing to give that up because Jesus is enough. Maybe you aren't getting it yet. We're getting warmer. Not, not hot yet, we're getting warmer looking unto Jesus who writes our story. We follow him. We follow his example because what does Acts 17, 28 says? For him, for in him we have our being and we move and we do because of Jesus. Jesus, we take on Jesus as our treasure. And what I'm about to say next is not criticism. I mean, it is for me, to me. It's not condemnation condescending, it's not conjecture, it's not a command, it's a calling, and it is supposed to be our character. Who we are is to pick up the treasure. Eugene Peter says it best. Following Jesus doesn't get us where we want to go, it gets us where Jesus goes. But sometimes, a lot of times, we want to tell Jesus what's where and how to take us there. Let me, let me appeal to you in a different way. The rich young ruler, we all know who he is. He comes to Jesus 
And he's like, Rabbi, look, I have a whole PowerPoint presentation for you. I am a good guy. Follows all the rules. Loves everybody. Look at me. Look at me. Look at, look at these things. And Jesus says, that is great. Yeah, like loving that. Loving that. But I don't see your heart in that. Where is your heart? Oh, yeah, I see your heart now. It's where your treasure is. That's where your heart is. And what is he referred to in the Bible? Oh, he's referred to as the guy who wanted to be like Jesus and follow him. No, no, no. He's referred to the guy that wanted to sacrifice everything to pick up the treasure and follow Jesus. No, no, no. He's identified as the rich, young ruler. The Bible didn't make a mistake when it identified him because his identity was where his treasure was. That's why the Bible calls him the rich young ruler. Because when he came on the scene, it was obvious that his heart was over here, but he was trying to say, the Lord, 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 look at this. Don't look at this. Look at this. This is what I want to show you. And Jesus is like, yeah, but I want your heart. That's what I came for. How many of us, how many of us have that PowerPoint presentation ready for Jesus? Jesus, I come to church every week. I give my tithe. I'm there. I'm there. I'm showing up. I'm involved in ministries. I am not doing any illegal activities. I drive the speed limit. I clean. I listen to my parents. I'm following the rules. And Jesus says, yeah, yeah, I see that, but that's not where your heart is. It's where your actions are sometimes, but not where your heart is. You see, we can understand a lot from the rich young ruler. What do we know about him? He's rich. That means he's got a lot of money, got a lot of clout, wonder what he did. He's young, so he's ambitious. He's got goals. He's moving. People are probably looking up to him, and you know he's an influencer because he's a ruler, which is like, like that's, that's influencer for antiquity, right? He is a young, wealthy influencer. That's who he is. That's his identity. And Jesus says, I need you to lay that down because that's what you need to sacrifice in order to take up the treasure that is me hidden in the field. That's what you need to lay down. And I would ask you, if we were to name three things about you or have a couple things, what would they be? Rich young ruler? What would they be about you? What would your identity say about you? And how willing are we to give it up? Because it's easy for us to kind of box up some goods and say, yeah, I'll give that up for the sake of the gospel. It's easy for us to even lose things, maybe in a fire, maybe we lost all of our friends. Maybe we transitioned to a different school where we didn't know anybody and it felt like we were leaving behind all of these things and now we're taking up a new identity. But that is not enough. Do you remember the words of Paul when he said, 
circumcised on the eighth day of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Do you know how much the struggle must have been for him to be perfect according to the law, blameless? That's what Paul says about himself. Do you know how hard he worked for that title? And you're saying it's all nothing as account for Jesus? Do you understand? Look at me right now. You could name some things about me, just looking at me, and you could say, this is who April is. Let me just tell you, I'm a woman. How much have women progressed in the last hundred years? How much have we had to stand up for other women to, to do all of these things, to have equal pay and equal rights? And you're telling me to lay down my fight, lay down my struggle, lay down my identity, what I've worked hard for, to follow Jesus into the unknown? That's what it means to sell all that you have. It means it's who you are. If somebody looks at you and America is your identity, you're America all the time, all day long. And somebody says, that's what you have to lay down. If you're like, I know my rights, you have to lay it down. Whatever it is that you are, whatever it is that you woke up in the mirror looking at for how many years you've been alive, that's what you have to sacrifice. It's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Because it can't be. You know, when I was in college, here <laughs> and I do not laugh okay you can laugh a little Just I had my first boyfriend when I was in college yes 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 I did not date when I was in high school I had a reason a reason very good reason I had deep 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 seated trust issues okay just very deep and I had my first love in college and it was everything. It was everything. We were best friends before we started dating. We sang together, we traveled together, we did ministry together. We did everything. Where he was, I was. Where I was, he was. Everybody knew us. It was a sure fire. We were even going to premarital counseling. Come on. I know, that's what you all have to do, okay? You got to pass them through the gauntlet. Don't, don't, don't skip it. Don't skip it. Go on many road trips and see them in all sorts of situations. It's very important. But we were set. We were set. And if I were sitting here with my first love and you were to say, April, where is your treasure? I would have said, of course, it's in Jesus. But the truth is, if Jesus were to look at my heart, he would see that my treasure was in my relationship. And some of you are holding on to your treasure and you're saying, yes, Lord, I want the treasure. I want the kingdom of heaven. I want Jesus, the son, the Holy Spirit and God, the father in my life. And I want to share with the redeemed for eternity. But I also want to keep this identity, who I am. This is who you made me to be. 
Why are you telling me to give it up? And I would have said, my treasure is in Jesus, of course. But the truth is, my boyfriend was everything. And I'll tell you why. Because when things started going south and the Lord was giving me clear signs, trying to, it's time to jump ship, girl. I wouldn't. Instead, I thought, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for him. <laughs> I'm gonna like, we we're gonna have intercession. Me and my girlfriends, we we're gonna get together. We we're gonna pray about this. No, 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 no. When people were saying, April, I just see a little issue. I was like, get thee behind me. This man is my future. And I will tell you, when we broke up, I was devastated. You know, all, to all you young people in college and you're like, you come to adults and you're like, oh, I had my first love. And they're like, yeah, get over it. It's in college. No, 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 no. Don't let them tell you. It hurts. It's hur it hurts because it's your world. But Jesus should be your world. Whatever you are, whether you are basketball, that is who you are. For Jesus or for nothing. It's not cheap. Whatever we have, and this is so hard for me, because whenever we lay down something, we want to pick something else up. Okay, okay, I'll get rid of this, but I got to get this then. No, you have to cling to the treasure, which is Jesus. It wasn't until my horrific, horrible breakup that I learned that he had been my everything. And Jesus was just, I don't know. He was there, I prayed, but he was like the person I asked to help me, not my everything. The treasure hidden in the field for us, that is worth more than anything you're holding on to now. Anything that is keeping you from really clinging to Jesus and you know what I'm saying, you have to surrender it to him. Don't be like the rich young ruler who walks away because his identity is so important to him. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, in The Cost of Discipleship, says this about our verse, Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Costly grace is the treasure hidden in the field for the sake of it. A man, you and I, humanity will go and sell all that he has. Costly grace is the gospel which must be sought again and again, the gift which must be asked for, the door at which a man must knock. Such grace is costly because it causes us to follow and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It is costly because it costs a man his life and it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. It is costly because it condemns sin and grace because it justifies the sinner. 
Above all, it is costly because it costs God the life of his son. You and I, my friends, were bought at a price. And what has, what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. Above all, it is grace because God did not reckon his son too dear a price to pay for our life, but delivered him for us. God didn't say, I want to hold on to Jesus. He's my everything. He's my everything. Well, I I'm not going to give this up. He gave Jesus up and Jesus in turn gave up his identity to be with us. What you're holding on to. I'm sorry to tell you is not worth the treasure hidden in the field that you have stumbled upon tonight. Take it, hide it again, sell the things that you're holding on to and make it yours. Amen. <laughs>